Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. Russia, according to Reuters, is now unfurling a plan to annex swaths of Ukraine. So some people had thought that was what was going to be happening when Russia invaded the Donbass region of Ukraine. At this, is, the time. this is what Putin said from the get-go. Is- well, no, at the time he said he was supporting their independence movements. So that'd be different from annex. But it. they didn't want independence. They wanted to join the Russian Federation, Correct. right? So did they? I, don't I know. thought they did. Well, that's what they're going to be voting on this week, apparently, as to whether or not who's, to do who's that. voting. Well, the people in the Donbass regions of Ukraine. So, well, that's what. So Putin came out and he says, "We want to uh, give these peoples sovereignty." To, to allow them to well, because to, they already to react. voted. Remember, to, in 2014, they already voted to separate from Ukraine. Ukraine refused to acknowledge the votes. They basically said the vote's a sham. We're not going to acknowledge what these people have said that they want, and you're going to continue to be part of Ukraine. Then Putin invaded earlier this year, saying he supported the independence movements. Correct, and he to was give, backing them to give them the option to vote now in 2022 to again to. Get, uh, to gain access to Russia. Well, in so this theory, is, this is just right. part of the this is just part of the uh, uh, the six month uh, mm-hmm. cycle. I mean, there certainly is that narrative that po- that you know paints Putin's actions as you know heroic and all of that. But this is more just states are hostile to the idea of secession. We saw it with Catalonia. Now we've seen it with Ukraine. Of course, we we saw it here in the United States back in the 1860s or whatever. And I, I tend to think that you know. Obviously, if a state were to secede today, it wouldn't necessarily lead to a war or anything like that. But the United States wouldn't be in a hurry to recognize it, just like Spain wasn't in a hurry to recognize Catalonia and Ukraine. Well, the U.S. would love to recognize Taiwan's independence. Oh, yes. They're against the Donbass independence, but they're for Taiwan's independence. So it's all political. Right. Well, they're not in support of anyone's independence. I mean, they're, they're well, in support. Certainly not within the U.S., but, but they are in support of Taiwan's they, independence from China. They I, are. No, they're, they're in support of Taiwan's dependence on the United States for, sure, for that's security. A, that's one way of putting it. But I don't think they, they like the idea of Taiwan being independent at all. They just want to make sure that Taiwan is not they dependent make, they, they on China. Make, they want to make sure that Taiwan continues to sell chips, computer chips, to the U.S., uh, at, at whatever price they're they're currently selling them at. Well, I don't and, know what their motives are, but it's certainly not any sort of altruistic desire to see the Taiwanese people be independent and free. That's probably true. Well, I think in the, case, in the case of the Donbass region of Ukraine, I believe that they, the peoples there, uh, would like to be independent if they could manage it. In what appear to be choreographed requests, Russian-backed officials across 15% of Ukrainian territory, an area about the size of Hungary or Portugal, lined up to request referendums on joining Russia. The self-styled Donetsk uh, DPR, the Donetsk People's, People's Republic, and the Luhansk People's Republics, LPR, which Putin recognized as independent just before the invasion, and the Kherson and Zap. Borizhaya regions have asked for votes over less than 24 hours. Officials from these regions said referendums would take place in just days, as soon as Friday of this week through Monday, and Russia does not fully control any of the four regions, with only around 60% of the Donetsk region in Russian hands. But that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much of the region Russia controls with troops. What matters is how many of the people in that region don't want to be part of Ukraine anymore. Yeah. And the people, well, we'll never know. Well, you can never trust any of the, the results, right? right? Is that what you're saying? Yes. You can't trust yeah. the media 
covering any of this. No, you can't trust any side of this. There's no doubt about it. But the fact is, the people that live in these areas, largely, they speak Russian. They, you know, have family. I mean, I speak English, but that doesn't mean I want to bow to the king. I I get what you're saying. And their desire for independence is not necessarily a desire to join Russia either. So they had originally just voted for independence from Ukraine. But it's not unbelievable to suggest that there is a majority, maybe even a significant majority of the people that live in these areas who do not want to be part of Ukraine. I don't think that's that's I don't think that's going out on a limb like, you know, people from Russia, family in Russia, they speak Russian. Do they really want to be part of Ukraine? And and the previous votes show that they don't. Now, again, the other side says, well, the votes are illegitimate. Well, you know, they're they're corrupt. But the whole thing, elections are illegitimate. So what what makes this election any more illegitimate than any others? I get you. So how do you show then that a certain amount of a given area's people think a certain way? How do you do it? You can't, well, and, I, and that's the that's the fallacy. That's the whole problem with the issue of the state. Even if they could show that, what what gives the majority the right to determine that the minority have to submit to this ruler or, or this other ruler? So, how do we secede from the United States here in New Hampshire? Right. I well, think, we just do I, it. I think that this is what is going on in Ukraine, Russia, is very important to our movement. Mm-hmm. All right, you bring up a good point. It's like, well, we don't really know what the truth is. We don't know whether these are legitimate elections or not. Uh, yeah, but, you know, I was just thinking about that. If a if our society, if the United States or the United Nations or any of these, you know, nations or ideas or organizations that pride themselves on being democratic and just and all of these other noble characteristics truly cared about democracy and justice and all of these noble characteristics, then surely... They would have prioritized some sort of methodology to determine to go into places and help ensure that their elections were actually fair and just. Doesn't the UN have that? I mean, can't they? Yeah, but can the- I, Yeah, but I can't trust the UN because True. they're they've True. proven over so many decades that they're not allied with the ideas of democracy right. and justice. No, no government is. No powerful no, elite true. group is. In fact. Uh, Uh, They say they are, but in fact, we know that that is the ultimate end to their power is democracy. Right, and and people who are in charge of, quote-unquote, a given landmass, these government agents who are are criminals, right, they're they're violent gang members, these people don't want their territory to get reduced. No. So they're going to do everything they can to fight against, and that's what's literally what's going on in Ukraine is, you know, this isn't... Had Ukraine allowed these areas to declare independence and go their own separate ways, there's a strong argument the invasion from Russia would never have come. But it did come. Now, arguably... Well, it may have come under different pretexts. But if if Putin is telling the truth, then you're right. There's a strong reason to believe that it would not have come. Here's all I really want. And this is something that I have not seen uh, in in favor of Ukraine. I want someone from the Donbass region to just come right out. On the television, on the video, on the mm. YouTubes or whatever, and just say, hey, look, uh, we're against Russia. We don't want any part of them. We want to be... There's surely someone there who's against I, Russia. All Ukraine yeah, has to do is put a gun to someone's yeah, but, kid's head yeah, and say, sure. hey, go on television yeah. and say this or we're going to blow right. your kid's but brain out. where's the video? All I see are people in the Donbass region saying, hey, 
we want Ukraine to leave us alone and stop persecuting us, and we want hey we we want to be independent, but it's not happening. So I guess we just have we'll to side. Russia. We have to side with the biggest the biggest bear over it's there. It's true on the other side as well, though. There could be you know some little kid with the gun to his head, and so you've got this Ukrainian up there saying you know we want independence, we want to ally with Russia or whatever, so the Russians don't blow his. Kids well, I haven't out. seen just one little kid. I've seen overwhelmingly support of we want to join Russia. If Moscow formally annexed a vast additional chunk of Ukraine, Putin would essentially be daring the United States. This is uh, this is the interpretation here of uh, Reuters. They said it will be daring the U.S. and its European allies to risk a direct military confrontation with Russia, the world's biggest nuclear power. Quote, all this talk about immediate referendums is an absolutely unequivocal ultimatum from Russia to Ukraine and the West, according to the founder of the political analyst firm RPolitik. Dmitry Medvedev, who served as Russian president between 2008 and 2012 and is now deputy chairman of the Russian Security Council, backed the referendums, which he said would change the path of Russian history and allow the Kremlin more options for defense of what he said would become Russian territory. In a post on Telegram, he wrote, Encroachment onto Russian territory is a crime which allows you to use all the forces of self-defense. This is why these referendums are so feared in Kiev and the West. He said further, It's equally important that after the amendments to the constitution of our state, no future leader of Russia, no official, will be able to reverse these decisions. So it sounds like they are paving the way here to say, all right, well, we're going to redo these votes, except maybe this time it's going to be not just for independence, but to join Russia. Mm-hmm. That's not what's... And it sounds like they're saying, you know, we're redoing our constitution so that once you join, you cannot leave. That is yeah. what that sounds like, how, too. This is how that works. And it also sounds like, okay, well, if they join us, then then Ukraine is attacking Russia. And so if we've been going easy on you before, not anymore. we're not going easy on you not now. Not anymore. That's, the, that's at least the tough talk here in this uh, this particular... Document. So Russia isn't actually annexing them in this particular scenario. That's just True, Western that's propaganda. Annexed, yeah. That's Russia saying, hey, look, if you you know have this referendum and you decide you want to be part of Russia, we'll accept you and we'll consider you know Ukraine to be attacking you if they attack you. So what is that term? So if it's opposite of annex, where you're, the bigger portion isn't taking you, mm-hmm. the little portion is... You're joining? I don't what, know. What is that, what is that term? I, I well, the opposite of secession, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you join a, you join a well, union. What's the, well, the opposite of annexation? It's joining a union. I, joining, I don't uh, yeah, know what there else. must be a word for it, but I don't know what it is. Because it never, ha- cause it never <laughs> happens, it seems. <laughs> sure, it does. Well, it, Alaska and Hawaii did it, right? And the U.S. states did it. They at least appear to feel bad about what they did at Camp Lejeune because I'm seeing ads for this everywhere. Well, they don't, it's not because they feel bad. No, I know. They got caught. Sure, and they're this is being how, this held is liable. How, this is how that works. Yes, correctly. They're, they got the, there was. That's why I said they're at least yeah. given the illusion that they, or however I said it, they're creating. These are the, legal groups. The people that are putting the ads out are not the government. The government is but not. The government's trying to, paying for it. Well, yeah, but no, they're not paying for the ads. The they're as not. I understand it, these are the legal agencies that are representing. Uh, the people, but they probably been, have some. Por- but that money came from the government, right? Perhaps, perhaps I don't know, or maybe it's the lawyers expecting to get a piece of you know representing whoever it is that signs up to get these these payments. I don't know how okay. all that works, but I, don't I either, guarantee you. But I'm you, seeing ads everywhere yeah, for this. Sure, uh, but it's it's not because the government loves these people or no, anything of like not. that. The government probably doesn't want these people to to call these numbers or whatever. Yeah, this is uh, just one incident. Amongst yeah. hundreds, they got caught for that this are, one. That are that are that are taking place as we speak. That uh, a, 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 the last two years, by the way, is going to be a prime example. 
10 years. Have, did, you, did you take this specific vaccination back in 20... No, they're immune. 2020? The vaccine companies are immune from prosecution. And right. from being sued. Uh, right, that's what I mean. Unless... Comernity. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. The, uh, the, the emergency use authorization batch is immune. The They're com- all immune. Com- all, all I, don't, I don't think immune. I don't think community is. All vaccines are. Can immune we please in the not US. call it that? <laughs> that's but that's what it is. <laughs> that's what they call it. Let's call it literally anything else. <laughs> we have to say what it is, but but which by the way doesn't really exist. I don't know that there, there is actually a batch of this anywhere on anyone's shelf. Well, first of all, we can't give legal advice, but from what I've heard, Conan, this is true about vaccine manufacturers across the board. Whether you're talking God, about that needs to end. Whether you're talking oh, about man. the COVID vaccine or whether you're talking about mumps rubella uh whatever other you know vaccines you might have gotten as a kid in the 1980s or whatever these people are all immune from that's my understanding well the idea kind of makes sense right because you get this thing to protect you from the mumps or whatever Mm -hmm. and you know it affects your body for the rest of your life and maybe 20 years later you get cancer or something like that yeah Maybe it has nothing to do with the vaccine that you got 20 years yeah. prior, but if hard they're to, not legally know. protected, then you could yeah. just well, 20, sue them. Well, 20 years uh, versus two weeks. I mean, this is something, if you're having adverse re- uh, effects two weeks after this stupid thing. By the way, you know what? It doesn't really matter because Biden just came out and said it's all over. He did say that in the pandemic. He said it's he over. He also not said COVID. That, yeah, well, he didn't say COVID was over. He said the pandemic was over. He also deal. said, watch me. Quote, this is what the fear of defeat looks like. The enemy is afraid and obfuscates primitively, said Andrei Yermak, chef uh, of Why are they saying that Russia's afraid here? Because they want to have a referendum? Because they're winning. That's the claim. The the narrative from the Western media and Ukraine is is that Ukraine's had this big pushback. They're pushing Russia out of uh, the country, and so now they're going to have a vote. By the way, you know what? I I actually saw a video... Uh, Zelensky was being interviewed like I don't know two two weeks ago or something mm. on one of the on one of the lead, uh, one of the mainstream media's, and uh, he speaks clear English. Mm-hmm. So when you sp- when you see him with his translator in every single video, that's this is because this is interesting. Well, he's a CI plant, isn't he? Well, I, we know that he's a comedian actor, but who knows what he's what he's really about? But uh, in it, and whether he he'll be around any 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 within the next month i mean they might be getting tired of him asking for so much money because he's always when he comes out that's all he does he asks for more money more more yeah, munitions sure. more more support more money but well, look, uh, but, but he always getting... has he always has a a a, 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 a translator yeah. but uh, he speaks clear english understandable he's not fumbling he's not falling over himself mm-hmm. like biden so I. So I what is the translator doing? I. That's my big question: well, is why isn't he asking? Why is he answering questions? Why isn't he speaking in English? Because that's who's he's talking to the English world. Oh, he's not giving a speech in Ukraine to. So is it some, is it some kind of I don't know? Is it is it a ploy to sound like he's backwards from a backwards country? Because he speaks good, mm. good. Is it good English or well? Yes, yeah, good. good English. Yeah. Ukraine will solve the Russian issue, said their chief of staff. The threat can only be eliminated by force. So doesn't sound like they're going to respect the Donbass votes on nope. this one. Ukraine says it will not rest until every Russian soldier is ejected from its territory. Kiev says it will never accept Russian control over its territory and has called on the West to supply more and better arms. There it is. To there fight it is. Russian forces. So wait a minute. 
let, let's say these people do have a fair election, and mm-hmm. everyone recognizes that. But why? I don't know why they can't do this. Get the Russian military and the Ukrainian military there, and they just oversee this election. You would think that they'd be able to do this if they're civilized, as they claim. Mm-hmm. And let's say these people actually voted to join Russia, or voted for independence, or voted to stay in Ukraine. I don't believe any of these would recognize a result that wasn't the one, wasn't they, wanted. The one they wanted. Yeah. Yeah, it's possible. And Ukraine here, it sounds like they're saying, look, they can they can have whatever referendums they want, but we're not going to recognize it. Yeah, they're lo- part of Ukraine, damn it. How long did Brexit take to be uh, basically finalized? Like three years or something? Two or three years? Is it finalized? It's, or is not it still- more than that. No, it's, it's, yeah, done. It, okay. it's a done deal. Actually, yeah, good good question. Are, you, are they actually, done. had they left? Yeah, Brexit's done. It took like four or five years. It so. took a long yeah. time after the election. But I always like to go over to RT and uh, that, of course, is the official sure. Russian propaganda channel. People in the Western, uh, a lot of people in the, uh, the European Union can't even access RT.com. It's been banned from YouTube. It's been banned from so many different places. In fact, I discovered today, as I was looking down our list, because I on my uh, calendar was to turn back on YouTube today, because mm-hmm. we've been uh, we we took a strike there like a month or so. Yeah, we're ago. back on YouTube today. Uh, we are back. Are the haters in our in our chat? Conan, are there's you a, watching? There's a couple of them. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, welcome back, haters. Anyway, uh, I was looking at the, our restream server, which is this third party that we use. To where we don't have to have, we've got like eight or ten different video platforms that we stream out to, and and restream makes it easy to do that. Meaning that we just stream once to restream, and then they handle the distribution to these other places. It's really cool because even VMix, which is like professional grade software, is like yeah. six hundred bucks for the license or something. You can get it for like two, but yeah, it well yeah, but then you don't Depends get ten eighty and stuff. Yeah. But yeah. It only supports three outputs, so right. you can only stream to three places. Right, so you kind of need to have a service like this. Now, supposedly there's software that you can download and run your own server and do this, and we may have to look into that. you need a lot of bandwidth, though. I mean, bandwidth's cheaper than it's ever been, but sure. yes, uh, you still don't need as much because the the servers are the ones handling all the viewers. You're just streaming out to those those servers. It's a, anyway. I'm saying there is software, from what I understand, that can re, that do does the job that Restream does for us, and it may be something we're going to have to look into because as I was looking at the Restream settings to to turn YouTube back on, I noticed that it said that our connection to VK was deactivated. Now, sometimes when you know, VK, for those that don't know, is the Russian version of Facebook. It's the it's not Facebook. It's just a site that apes Facebook. It looks a lot right. like Facebook. The vast majority of media out here, the vast majority of YouTubers and Twitch They're streamers and people who are on VK coming from the U.S., they would be absolutely pro-Ukraine. Right. So it's, now they can't reach that audience. No, of Russians. What a stupid decision but, on their part. But you mm. would expect the Russian government to be the ones who are like, hey, look, VK, right. you, these American streamers, you've got you to gotta ax them. Yeah. We can't yeah. do this. They're, they're corrupting our people. Instead, it's, it's the other way around. It's backwards. How, how it's nonsense. Is, as far as China and, and Russia are concerned, how is it not in their benefit to just let 
us, the West, just tear ourselves apart mm-hmm. with our TikTok and whatnot and our monetary system and just well, every, wait till we every, get that. everything yeah. we're doing is destroying ourselves. We are at the end of our golden oh, yeah. age. I think All Russia. Have to do I, is think, wait. I think Russia has just entered their golden age. By the way, mm-hmm. this is my theory, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's in their benefit to let us tear ourselves apart. I mean, they, I mean, they're selling their oil at a premium right Big now time. because because through, and the natural gas through China. By the way, the middleman, mm-hmm. the new middleman. Uh, it's, this is the, this bit, everything that we're doing right now benefits Russia. Sure but does. Russia can't let us tear us, can't let us tear ourselves well, I mean, apart. We're not we gonna, don't live in that world anymore. They need Europe and the United States to buy that natural oh, gas. They're, and they're, they're still, it. but they're still selling it. I know, but at a premium. Yeah. But, but if the Europe and America is not there to buy, I understand all of that. That's exactly my point: is that Russia can't let us tear ourselves apart. They need us as customers. It's, it, Otherwise, I, they have no golden. Actually, age. I think that mm. it, China is probably more. Uh, dependent on us than Russia. Russia's they make everything. They do every. They're not selling crap to us except except oil and what mineral uh, uh, fertilizer. The NATO spokesperson said he wants countries, uh, the support of countries, to double down and send more weapons, more and send money, more, more billions of dollars and billions of euros into Ukraine. Oh, and and freeze this winter. That's what I wanted to get to, Conan, here, because I've got a really interesting story from The Guardian. We've talked over the last few weeks. Uh, we've shared some of the posts from social media where people will post their electric bill and, sh- and show you what it was. And show you what it is now, and it's going up in some cases tenfold for some yeah. people. Some people in their homes are seeing dramatic increases, but the real story isn't that it's hard to live at home. Because, you know, yeah, okay, you go up two or three times, that's going to be tough. You're going to be cutting back, no doubt about it. And some people, it's gonna they're going to have to move in with their family. So you're going to see that happening. In fact, the Federal Reserve Chairman apparently said something this week here in the U.S. that likely economic conditions are going to result in uh, distant family members coming together. It's what they want. They want you all living in the cubicles, living with your family all in well, little I don't know. Family hives. coming together is a, is a good thing, right? That That's... A bit. Communities, families, friends coming together. It that's, could be good if you get along with them. Yeah, that's might, the last thing the state wants. Good point, Arya. It might backfire when yeah. you get people actually living and talking to each other and and and, and create, and creating a community. Exactly. <laughs> well, it's we're we're here. We and are. if you're under a stressful circumstance too, it ain't like you're coming home for Christmas yeah, and yeah. everybody's exchanging gifts and then you know having fun with you know petting the dogs and playing tag or whatever. This is you can barely pay the bills. You cannot survive unless you move in together and you're living, you know, ten people exactly. in a four bedroom house it's, or, or well, whatever. It, well, let's let's bring it back to our. Uh, the United States Depression, uh, the birth rate actually decreased during mm-hmm. that time. I mean, you would think sure. that people have, they're not working, they're not doing anything. They, you think they'd be having all kinds of sex. It'd be irresponsible. But, but in actuality, they weren't. sex, sure. But, but they, no, but they, the birth rate declined significantly. I don't know how to tell you this, but that doesn't mean they weren't having sex. It well, just means they well, weren't having babies. Well, I was mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. This is a hundred, almost 100 years ago, 80 years ago. So, I mean, why weren't they having, they didn't have protection. I mean, they're not going out and they're buying unless they're using, I don't know, they're using pig lamb intestines. Skin or whatever. Yeah, yeah. lambskins. But I mean, what if it's because they're all living in the same shack together, 10 of them, and it's kind of hard to have, have sex, sex oh, when there's 10 of them in there? That didn't stop people back in the day. I mean, that, that was just how it <laughs> was, right? It out, I mean, right? We've predicted already some of the fallout of this. We're seeing it happen now where 
uh, electricity prices are going up. But this story here from The Guardian gets into what that actually is meaning in reality, right? Because we had said the other week when we talked about some of the bars in the UK that are seeing 6x the electricity bill, and they're saying, look, we just can't raise prices fast yeah. enough. We're g- they're going to have right. to close down. Well, it's not just the bars. Uh, according to this story at uh, Kate Connolly and reporting from Berlin, not pasta then, Germans quipped earlier this month on hearing that all of things, a toilet paper manufacturer had gone bust. Not sure what pasta has anything to do with it. But anyway, after all, while toilet paper was the second most sought after supermarket item during the height of the pandemic, pasta was the first. Oh, I see. Consumers were strictly rationed to just one or two packets of rolls to ensure that no one went without. But having boomed during the pandemic, the luxury brand Huckel from Dusseldorf, known for, quote, bringing comfort since 1928, so a nearly 100-year-old business, with its three-ply rolls, has bombed as a result of the energy crisis. By the way, the self-imposed energy crisis is the first large German consumer goods producer to collapse because of soaring energy and raw material costs, and there's much to suggest that it will be followed by many more. Last week, the Munich-based IFO Institute for Economic Research slashed its prognosis for German growth, and then they go in saying they're expecting the economy to shrink 0.3% in 2023. I don't see why it'll be that small of an amount, 0.3%. That's like nothing. You can shrug that off. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be significantly worse than that. Yeah. I mean, that's ridiculous. So I'm going to skip skip their ridiculous predictions. Uh, but, uh, quote, the cuts to gas supplies from Russia this summer and the drastic price increases they've triggered are wreaking havoc on economic recovery following the coronavirus. They think it's going to return to normal in 2024, and then they're expecting growth. <laughs> we'll see about that. They are the, out of their minds. Yeah, they're, they're trying to be optimistic, but I don't think it's going to work out that way. The German Chancellor, Olaf Scholz, is traveling to the Gulf this weekend to secure supplies of liquefied natural gas from the United Arab Emirates as Russia chokes off its supply of gas. The economy minister said, quote, the gas supply is gradually broadening and the government is permanently in talks with many countries, also with nations on the Arabian Peninsula. Paper production, according to The Guardian, is highly energy intensive. The company, in this case, Huckel, used 60,000 megawatt hours of gas and 40,000 megawatt hours of electricity every year. Well, you guys were talking about the Suez Canal and the oil shortage and whatnot. And uh, I remember, I don't know, it was five, seven, maybe ten years ago, there was a long ship that was probably a tanker. They got hung up in a curve on the Suez Canal. Was it that long ago? I thought 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 it was like like last year, right? It's like a year ago, two years ago. No, I mean, I'm old. It, it, it fucked my mind. As oh, far as how long did he say? No, I think he said things get. I, I, I don't know what he said. Okay. Yeah, it took, him, it it took him like a month to get to get the thing un, un dislodged. Things get fuzzy in his oh, mind. Okay, okay, got it. Uh, so go ahead there. Well, yeah, it took a long time to get that thing unhung, and sure. uh, it just proves. I mean, look at what we went through on uh, on the West Coast with the the shore. You know, California not stacking up ships and we supposedly have a man-made self-made supply chain issue it's 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 just mm-hmm. all hoorah did they ever clear out that the ships like, by the way the the backlog of ships on the west coast i never heard anything else about it or are they still waiting out there are there still dozens know, of cargo ships just lay, uh, waiting in you know in line our media is not covering it mm-hmm. for whatever reason they spend all their time doing other things 
Orange Man Bad. That's right. still on. It's two. It's been two years now, and they're still talking Orange Man Bad. Well, when I order stuff online now, it doesn't take you know two to three weeks for it to arrive now, and even mm-hmm. Amazon Prime, it's still not two day delivery. But it has gotten a lot better. It's now like okay. three to four day delivery instead of the you know the ten day deliveries that it was. Hmm. So maybe maybe it is improved. By the way, by the way, Aria, always look at the what warehouse it's coming from. Usually they're coming from Connecticut or New Jersey, hmm. uh, somewhere close. They're hardly ever coming from the other side of the country. So what else about the Suez Canal, Major? Anything else you want to share about it? Well, it just. I don't know what it took to dig that thing, but I know a whole lot of people died digging the Panama Canal. Mm-hmm. That was an ugly venture. Wasn't that like a lot of yellow fever deaths? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. It was a skeeter death. Yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Skeeters. <laughs> <laughs> company bosses, trade union leaders, shopkeepers, and employees across the country are openly expressing their fears of a crisis in Europe's largest economy that is in danger of spiraling out of control. They call into question the apparent optimism of people like Schultz, the chancellor, who has adopted the, quote, you'll never walk alone line as his crisis management slogan. Economics Minister Robert Habeck has admitted, quote, the financial pressure is enormous, unquote, offering the faint hope that if we get to manage uh, get through this winter, we have a good chance that by next summer and winter, things will be considerably more relaxed if we get through if this we winter, get through. he says. In Hanover, in northern Germany, a baker who has 35 branches and employs 430 people, people his name is Eckhard Vader. That's a hell of a bakery. Yep. Uh, he went to, let's say Panera Bread, right? Like, they've got okay. a, lot of, a lot of stores. Uh, went to a press, the press recently after his gas bill rose by 12 Hundred percent to seventy five thousand euros per month. He says, "Quote time to break out the candles." He says, "Are they crazy? We will have to turn off the ovens." Unquote. That's his business. You can't bake without ovens. He said, taking to the streets with about a thousand other bakers on Wednesday, who held up placards accusing politicians of quote steering us into the biggest crisis of all time. Yes, it was shutting down your shutting down your nukes, going all solar and and wind. No, no, no. It wasn't even that. It was a stupid sanction. Well, I mean, it doesn't help that they can't generate their own power. Yeah, right. but I mean, this is, this, this, is, this is years in the making. But yeah. the sanctions are the direct cause, right? This is proof that sanctions were a terrible idea and they should never have been implemented. And the, these people are right. The politicians, the one who implemented these sanctions, they did this. That well, caused Russia to say, okay, you want to sanction us? We're going to sanction you back. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tar and feathers need to come back out. And, and if that doesn't work, you know what else? Unfortunately, get, get, that's get, not get what teams. they're doing. What they are they need, doing? Well, no, it's, it's going to happen. They when, want a handout, when people Conan. When people can't get their bread because yeah. the ovens aren't running any longer, the people are going to come out. But they want a handout. They're not ready to tar and feather the politicians. They're well, going to them with their hands out. 70, saying, 72 hours on an empty stomach, and it doesn't matter. The handout... Won't, it won't be even a, a consideration any longer. The head of the Federation of German Trade Unions, Yasmin Fahimi, says she fears the consequences of so many challenges coming at once. Quote, some companies are on the edge. This risks a domino effect, which could lead to the deindustrialization of Germany. Let's take it back to my original analogy, uh, comparing it to this our depression 80 years ago. How long did it take us to get out of that? They were trying all kinds of handouts. That's what the whole name of the game was, handouts, handouts, handouts. And it only uh, lengthened uh, the depression. 
When if they just turn everything back on and stop being idiots and stop uh, relying on government handouts to to save them, they, they would have gonna they would have gotten out in in months. I'm no but expert, it took, but wasn't it, took it a World decade. War II that ended it? No, that's what that's what they would like us to believe. Well, I thought even the Austrian economists held that view, and like not that it's a good thing, but I mean that was what ended because suddenly there was production and stuff like that again. I think it was just a scapegoat. I don't believe for a second that it was the mm. uh, the building of uh, uh, ammunition and tanks and, well, that's not and a productive boats and the whole nine. It's not used for productive Well, purposes. when you think about what it was actually being used for to destroy right. other people's economies, then in the long run, no, it was absolutely not uh, the savior of our depression. But yeah, it was a scapegoat. It was World War II was a total scapegoat as far as getting us out of the depression. No, that's not what happened. People just got tired of being in a depression for 10 years. So there's already companies, big companies, that are filing for bankruptcy in the case of one major toilet paper manufacturer. Uh, there are others that it's, are... It's hilarious to me that you know after people were hoarding toilet paper during the COVID-19 pandemic... They're out of business. Suddenly there's one yeah. that's going out of... A major manufacturer, yeah. three-ply at that. We don't even have three-ply <laughs> yeah. in the United States, man. Well, well, you're gonna have I your... heard that and thought, why not just wipe with a blanket, <laughs> well, man? Well, that's just the thing. This is the... <laughs> the luxury uh, brand. This is the luxury yeah. brand. Yeah. Now, right, it, so the... you think they're more expensive. They probably have more, more room to work with as far as prices and stuff mm. like that. Or they just go to commie brand. Brand to well, one yeah, ply. Gonna, all you're going to have is the crap uh, toilet paper. Sand, that you get sandpaper. The, right, leather. Right, the stuff you get at the courthouse. That kind of toilet exactly. paper. Well, this is what's going to happen is all the toilet paper comes going to go out of business. Mm-hmm. And who's going to pick up this? Oh, well, we can't buy from Russia because we sanctions Just use the money. Let's go to the... <laughs> that too. But it's I was going to come to that But I was going to say the government brand. All we have are lower costs right now. That's it. Well, the, that makes the manufacturing cheaper, though. It, compared to Germany, yes. Yeah. Not compared to China, right? Right. Uh, so anyway, in the case of hundreds of thousands of these companies, which are small to medium size, often family-run concerns and loyal to a specific location, which have been Germany's main growth engine since the Second World War, this is not an option, right? You can't relocate your coffee shop. You can't relocate your local bakery, right? You can't. There's most a lot of businesses right. rely on local populations. Yeah. Well, you can go online, like a lot of people have. According it, to the federation, yeah, but you still can't send your coffee online. You right? can't. You can send beans, but you that's, can't. Send, no, that's what I'm yeah. saying. That's what's going to happen. You can't send your baked goods in any meaningful sense. So then, all your servers are out of jobs. Have to be fresh. Well, flour. You can't. Yeah, you can't. According actually... to the Federation of German Industries, ninety percent of companies cite the level of energy and raw material costs as either a strong or existential challenge. Translation, this is a challenge to our existence. They will not be able to exist if these costs continue. In the case of ammonia, vital to agricultural industry for the production of fertilizer, producers such as BASF have reduced their production to a minimum and have been forced to buy the chemical from cheaper markets elsewhere in the world. Volker Jung, the head of the bankrupt... Why weren't they doing that in the first place? Hey, you know who sells you uh, fertilizer pretty cheap? Russia. Russia. Well, yeah, but yeah, this God. is a fertilizer company that's yeah. having issues getting ammonia, and they're like, well, we can't use this German company anymore. we got to go with this cheaper Chinese. Well, why the hell weren't you doing that in the first place? I don't know. Buy local. Uh, Volker Jung is the head of the toilet paper firm. Hackel has called for a state-supported energy price cap. There you go. He state says, can, state handout. Otherwise, we can otherwise. ask the question. <laughs> So they want shortages. Whether Germany will ever be able to afford to make paper again. Wolfgang Grob Entrup, the head of the I'm German- sad by how little people learn from history. Nope. I mean, they know. 
Well, we know, and anyone who pays attention to economics knows that these price caps will create shortages. And if yes. any country learned their lesson, you'd think it would be Germany. With hyperinflation? Yeah, exactly. Just Why are they the so 20th, bad at this? Just the 20th century in general should have taught Germany yeah. a few lessons. Wolfgang Entrup is the head of the German Chemical Association. He's warned of the risk of Germany developing new dependencies at a time when it should be looking to do the opposite. Another recent survey has shown consumer confidence to be at its lowest since the founding of the Republic of Germany in 1949. Faced with higher energy bills, households are rethinking spending from holidays to household purchases and even meals out. Businesses are doing the same, avoiding new investments and instead holding crisis meetings about how they can reduce heating in factories and offices. There was a, a Great Depression in 1920 that no one remembers. It was called the Forgotten Depression. Hmm. If they even if they yeah. even mention it, because most times they don't even talk about it. What was it like? A year and a half long or something? Yeah, it lasted about a year, and uh, they, the government did nothing. The Federal Reserve was just established in 1913, but didn't have any of the uh, tentacles in the economy, so they didn't actually do anything to mess with the economy. But that depression was worse than the Great Depression. It only lasted about a year. Um, but as far as the actual Great Depression, Conan's right, the World War II didn't bring us out of that. Um what happened was they switched a bunch of production over. So if you think about it, capital goods, which are factories and raw materials and tools, they are used to make consumer goods. If you switch all of that over to making bombs to destroy capital in another country, that reduces overall wealth across the world in mm-hmm. trade. So that it's just basically an accounting error to think that uh, what used to be called the gross national product uh increase but that's just denominating lower capital and production i understand that but when when we say it ended the depression the whole world wasn't in a depression the united states was and some other western societies was but germany was out of the depression at that point i thought they were also in their depression about if i understand uh, germany germany ended the depression like well before everyone else and it was largely because you know hitler came to power and he stopped paying those debts and he militarized and he did all this other stuff but when i say that you know, World War II ended the Depression. I just mean that it ended it for the United States. And um, as far as I can, well, it, it doesn't matter if it created a net loss of productivity worldwide. That's not what we're talking about here. But that's what I'm saying. Those terms are basically meaningless. That's Keynesian BS. So if people are growing victory gardens, but it literally the ended the Great Depression, though. So it was—it's not meaningless to well, say. Did that. it end the Great Depression? I mean, that's what it is meaningless because the meaning of the words are meaningless. They don't actually mean wealth increased. I didn't say that wealth increased. Well, that's what matters. There's basically no modern economist that credits World War II with bringing us out of the Great Depression anymore. Not even Keynesians, which are more like it. People. Isn't it true, El Conejo, that it was basically the federal government that started the Great Depression? I just don't remember the exact uh, economic circumstances. Was it the Federal Reserve and their policy? How did that get rolling? Yeah, basically the Federal Reserve printed so much money that they created a big bubble in the stock market, which eventually popped. And that uh, totally destroyed all the price mechanisms, basically, and then they kept doing price controls and all sorts of things that prolonged it in uh, government work programs. So it, it basically prevented us from having a very short, painful recovery like the 
got depression and made it into a very, very long, painful re- recovery that happened despite that eventually. Do you think that uh, we're going to but, see that happening again in the United States today? I this economy is so screwed up. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to say the historians are going to not talk about the 2007-2008 recession in this mm-hmm. country the same way that they didn't talk about mm. the 20s. You think this is going to dwarf it? You think this Oh one's yeah, gonna... it's going to be bad. Mm. It's got power caveman days coming, I'm telling you. Well, there's a lot of wealth to well, sort of coast on now by comparison though, right? Like there's That's true. Vic- Victory Gardens are coming back. I've would... got one. I would, I would encourage people I would encourage people to look up the Forgotten Depression at Mises.org or maybe search uh, the Tom Woods podcast episodes for World War II economic recovery or the Forgotten Depression um, just to kind of get a different perspective on what's happening and what, uh, what should be done. This is President Joe Biden. There's been a lot of malarkey lately. People say I'm not physically fit enough for the job. And I, and I just want to say, you see me on that bike, and you know I am a young, vir- virile young man, and all I can say to my my you sound haters, like an old woman. <laughs> all I can all I can say to my haters out there who don't understand is, watch me. Watch me. <laughs> yes, watch He's me. got it down, Joe. Joe, is the pandemic over? Is it finally over, man? Can we can I go back to normal? Listen, man, uh, you, you know, you wear the mask, you don't wear the mask. Uh, we're kind of we're done with that whole whole thing, but, but the virus is deadly. But let me just say, <laughs> I, 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 I need to say this, that if you, if you saw what Jill and I do under the sheets, you would not be doubting my youthful virility. Joe, tell me one more thing. What the hell is wrong with your kid, man? What is wrong with Hunter? Listen, listen. Hunter is an artist. He's an artist. (laughs) He's this this generation's Picasso. Okay? Wow. All right. Well, he's good. He's good. I mean, he doesn't sound anything like Joe Biden, but he's got the he's got the talking he's got points. The talking, he's yeah, got the, yeah. the, uh, the the Bidenisms or whatever down the things that uh, that he says. All right. Well, uh, and one more third question: yeah. Taiwan, Joe. What's going on with Taiwan? Are we going to defend them or not? Listen, let me tell you, Taiwan. Uh, their their cuisine. Their cuisine uh, it, it's it's great cuisine. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the call, man. It was a good. It was a good one. Like normally, the, uh, the the callers we get that are trying to do voices, we don't get very many of them these days, and they usually don't. They can't hold it together. He he held it together. Yeah, he talking points questions. were good. Voice yeah. not so good. Hey, no, the yeah. voice was way off. But the the mannerisms were good. I'm going to give him an eight just for the effort. Yeah, no six, six. I'm between the two of you. I'm going with seven. Yeah. All right. There All right. So about a month ago, you guys had the story about that jail in Southern Indiana that it was um i'm a podcast listener so i don't know if you've like done any more on that sense but uh, uh no I, I have not heard anything about it you're referring to the jail where one of the jail guards snuck a key to the female block to a couple of the inmates mm-hmm. and false. they then proceeded to go into the female block and then proceeded to uh, commence uh, raping and pillaging 
of the female block, and they were not stopped for some number of hours, apparently. And this Jesus was Christ! Also the same jail where it turns out there's like some TLC show that does like a jail. It's not. Um, it's not the Scared Straight series. It's a different one. It's another jail television yeah. reality series. Is also yeah, filmed like at this show. Sixty days in or something. Something I think like it's that. Called. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, just you know, accidental YouTube algorithm. I sort of went down a rabbit hole and found a, an activist there who has a YouTube channel, and it is so. The reason why I wanted to bring it up is because it's just amazing how distorted the act, the story that we all hear is from the reality. But um, to so summarize, the like the sheriff's department and you know the local political machine there has been siphoning so much money out of that system that they basically had no money left to run the jail. And they had one guy who was apparently trying to do 16 different people's jobs. Mm -hmm. And he was in that pod of the, the, the two inmates who got out and he was in there and he was doing actual medical treatment apparently. Okay. And then they snuck out behind him and the people that were supposed to, there's supposed to be two people in the, whatever their little office with all the cameras is. Um, either one person was in there and sleeping or who knows, but, or maybe nobody was in there. So he was by himself in this pod with 40 odd inmates. And of course, you know, some of those people actually deserve to be in jail. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this, so the whole story about him buying the key anyway, there's, you can watch an interrogation video and see the guy who's the so-called star of that actual show you were just mentioning. Yep. He's the one who went inside and he is, uh, it's just unreal the way they threaten and coerce this, that this young kid into admitting that he sold the key, et cetera. And hold on. Uh, so um, just to clarify, you're saying that the jail guard they had on duty didn't sell or give the key to the inmates, that they somehow no. snuck out of their cell block without his knowledge and then somehow got into the female cell block? How did that happen? Apparently, one of the peop- one of the um, COs that was supposed to be in that watch room, mm-hmm. the office or whatever, had left their keys hanging on a hook. It's hard to know what the truth is in this circumstance because, well, you can't really trust the sheriff who runs the jail, right? And you can't really trust, you know, some of these inmates either because apparently one uh, woman has now come out. And this is a story published within the last week coming from WAVE3.com. Uh, Several women say they've been assaulted in the Clark County Jail back in October. They filed a lawsuit against the county sheriff, Jamie Noel, and other officers, which claims that a former jail officer gave male inmates a key that allowed them to get inside the female inmates' housing pod. Sold sold the key. Right. It didn't say that here in this article, but it did say that in other stories. But in a video, I don't believe that from the beginning because that's so obviously going to get traced back to him and get him right. charged and fired and all manner just, of other things. Are you just turn the cameras off? 
But they're going to know that you know someone gave this guy the key, and if he's the only guard working, as he claims, you can't, but you can't yeah. trust criminals. They're going to lie, right? That's but what they, they, that's what they do by nature. It doesn't matter if they lie. They very clearly had the key, and there's only one person they could have gotten the key from. Arya Epstein didn't hang himself. I'm sorry. <laughs> These things happen, or they don't happen. I know. I don't even think. I don't, I don't think you're paying attention to what I'm saying here, which is just that he's the only guy there. Right. This is why I don't believe the well, well, there were fool. there were two security guards went, uh, guarding Epstein uh, uh, allegedly. And so the, are and you the camera, saying you believe they turned, that, they turned you, the cameras off? So you're saying you believe that this guy sold the guards sold the inmates his key? I'm saying all they have to do to get away is to turn the cameras off. And they can do anything they want. I know they can, but there's still 28 women here who are going to testify that these men were in their cell, and they're probably going to have some sort of evidence being able to prove that these two men were in their cell overnight. Well, if they got raped, then they should have they some evidence. They have evidence. Exactly. They've had a whole month, or right. almost a month, to get DNA. But that right. So mean it's that- demonstrable that these two men were in their cells, right? There's no way this guard who provided them with this key, allegedly, could have thought that he could somehow get away with this. Unless, Unless he he's an idiot. Fool. Well, you right. know how, you know when it comes to cops. Sorry, cops out there, the good ones, the that, good apples is, out that's there. That's true. Uh, they, do, they do tend to hire cops with low IQ. So, I mean, this is... And a lot of CEOs, they couldn't become cops, so they got the job as a CEO. So, it's like these yep. are the guys who couldn't be cops. Yep. Uh, the lowest of the low. But that said... Uh, Here's what this person is saying now. According to WAVE3, a video posted by the sheriff is now showing a female inmate saying she was pressured to lie. At least two of these 28 were raped. How do we Show know? me the DNA. You know well, how to do it. Dude, I am never, never, never in my life will I demand a rape victim. <laughs> Show me the DNA evidence. That's so horrific, Conan. Well, in, a, what do you want her to do? Pop they, out and... Hold on. Here's the thing. They, do, they do rape DNA checks all they the time. Do, but not in jail, I bet you, Conan. Like, it's one thing. If you get raped on the outside, you can just go to the hospital. I know it's not easy for someone to do this necessarily, but you could, without restriction, go to the hospital, have a rape kit done, and have the evidence. Inside if you're, of jail... If, if you're a victim... Wouldn't wouldn't you be asking for this? You might be, but inside a jail, they could just say, yeah, we'll get to you as soon as we can. And then you just sit there for three days while they do nothing. But this sheriff, who is also being uh, blamed for not providing a safe environment, he would be on it in a second. He would be on it within the hour. Get those people checked. No, not he if wouldn't. he knew they had been. Not if it was his fault for not putting enough staff members on at the time. They blamed him. Right he is being blamed. That's why he started this website. So why would he be in a hurry to prove that what they were saying is it's true? Because his name is on the line. So he's proving them right that his name is trash. He doesn't want. He doesn't want them to be able to prove this case. He's his name is on the line. That's why. He, again, if he wants to clear his name, he would say you need to get a rape test. Why would that clear his name? Because it would prove They're whether not or not it even happened. Rape. They're not accusing him of rape. If the rapes did happen... He would he, want to clear his name by saying they didn't happen. If he if he knew that they didn't really happen... But that's the thing. If they did happen, he doesn't want the evidence to get out about it. Right? Because then that's proof of what these women are saying is true. I and don't it's also, I don't think anyone is disputing that two men invaded their cell and raped some of them. I think that that, that is being disputed. I think here. it's being disputed. I thought Absolutely. it was being disputed that it was 28 women, but some of them at least. Most, it was, of, them, most of them claimed uh, microaggressions. They said they saw male, yeah. male, vic, uh, male 
uh, inmates that were showing their genitalia. Some. That was it. The rumor at the time, even, when we were first talking about the story, is that some of the women wanted these men in their cells. They've probably been in jail for a while. I mean. Right. So there's a little bit more here. So she claims that this is not true. She was told what to say by her fellow female inmates who were probably threatening. So we already know she'll lie and say what people tell her to say. So why should I believe her now? So why wouldn't she lie for the sheriff? So she says, according to the detective, just to be clear, though, none of that happened, correct? And the woman said none of that happened. But the inmate took it a step further. She claimed none of the assaults ever happened. He's still throwing his guy under the bus. This David Lowe, the corrections officer. Well, he's got to. Otherwise, they're like, hey, actually, no, that doesn't make any sense. Why would he do that? If he could instead say, look, guys, we're just not getting enough money. We just need more money to the correctional institute. I'm sorry. Oh, he'll probably do that. I know, but why isn't he? He'd be up there, guys. I'm sorry. You know, he was the only person on staff. The inmates took his keys. It's well, terrible. No, apparently, he's saying that the bribe was real. He's I saying know, the thousand dollar bribe. It doesn't make any sense. The guy, maybe he's a dumbass. He, I don't know. He's sca- well, he's scapegoating. I know, but he could scapegoat the lack of money. Well, he can still do that. He, he can, can say, he look, can, he can do both. We he need can, more he can money. Throw, the, throw this guy under the bus right, and need, ask for more money. We need more staff. Because if it's true that this corrections officer, David Lowe, really did take a $1,000 bribe to give some inmates access, access Dude, to some keys. that's nothing. It's right. Well, that's the thing. It's on a corrections officer's budget, though, exactly. or, or uh, salary. It might that actually might, be that significant. Might be, that might be a quarter of the month, a, month, yeah. a half, a whole month. If he's of, making it might be like two weeks of pay or something like that. But like, for, yeah, but for free, he's probably going to end up. Dude, but, there's no way he thought he was going to get away with this. But saying, Ari, know. you brought up a really good point. That how did he think he was going to get away with this? Unless he's an idiot. Yeah, he must be a dumbass. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? But then there, again, his side of the story is different. How could be that stupid? Well, look at all the people in jail. They're, most of them are low IQ idiots. Well, but remember, his side of the story is different, right? So our caller that brought this whole story up said the interview with this David Lowe says that he didn't sell the key and that it was just taken from behind his back, basically. So who knows? The sheriff, though, is saying that the key was sold. So the sheriff is not backing his uh, his guy. Anyway, the, the website is ClarkFacts.com. If you want to read the sheriff's side of the story in that case, they do have some video footage, including the interview. I'm gonna the- I'm gonna go home tonight and buy ClarkTruth.com. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do it right now. Clark Strong. I have a real sustainable solution to homelessness that the politicians are ignoring me. Okay. Like Bruce's office, Bass. It's going to bleed over to help mitigate climate change as well. I've done research for a year. Okay. Horse All right. Let's power. hear it. What's the solution? Okay. This is going to this is going to save everything. This is going to be the end of the energy crisis. This is I'm I'm feeling I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. Do it. Yes. So thank you. Okay. Horsepower, biomass, electricity, and heat production ranches. Horse. We horses. don't have we don't have enough horses. Yes, they're going to slaughter. 37,000 horses at least are going to slaughter. It's down. But, you know, a horse comes off the racetrack and goes to slaughter. We need to build these biomass production ranches like Elon Musk could help. We need those kind of people to Hold help. up. So let me see if I'm because following what you're saying. There's 37,000 horses going to slaughter. Instead of slaughtering them, you're saying put them to work generating electricity on a ranch? Right. Finland is already doing it. What, what do they do? Look, okay, listen. What are they walking on a treadmill? No, 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 no. Listen, Fortum Horsepower, Finnish energy company in Finland. Uh-huh. The manure and bedding of only three horses provide heat and electricity for a single family home for a year. They're running horse shows off of this kind of power, and they're also contributing to their own electric grid. 
Why don't they just wait, 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 stop. Why don't they just do cows? Why aren't they collecting cow manure, which we have an abundance of? And they're claiming those cow farts are are destroying the environment. It sounds like there may may actually be a company out there that is utilizing horses to some degree to generate power. And I mean, cows don't do that. Yeah, but cows, but horses have to eat, too. Exactly. Look, look, this is how it goes. This is how it works. Okay. Fordham Horsepower in Finland. They're already doing this technology. So they take so what, what we need to do is we need to build horsepower ranches and plants for processing the manure and the wood chip bedding. How is this gonna time, help the homeless though? Okay. Are, at the same time you you build homes, home communities on these ranches. Out of manure? You have the homeless. No, 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 no. You have the homeless who would live on these ranches and work. There will be communities. There will be nice ranches, ideal But what if the homeless just want to drink? Well, don't we all? Yeah, oh, no. Oh, wait, 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 wait. No, all I right. want to no, be no, productive. No, it, doesn't, it, doesn't, it, doesn't, no. it doesn't make sense. When you take all of the food that those horses are consuming, you could just feed to the homeless. This is the uh, FEI World Cup jumping show. So an equestrian show in Helsinki used horse manure to provide electricity. According to reports, according to Euronews.com, more than 100 tons of manure from 370 horses were used to create 150 megawatts of energy that not only provided electricity for the four-day event, but also heated 26 small flats in Helsinki for, Helsinki for a month. The event director uh, commented about it, blah, blah, blah. Fortum, Fortum Horsepower, which has helped the event power lights and scoreboards. Horsepower, for a Jesus Christ. Consecutive People. year provides heat for approximately 1,250 customers in the area all year round. The VP of the company said, quote, we first started to use horse manure here in 2015, first in small test amounts and then slowly ramping up the production and getting what is roughly now 10%. So they're only doing 10% Ian, of their And this is power. just like the bug eating argument. No, it, I don't it, think it, so, dude. If, if, you we think, can... if you think about the big picture, I mean, why don't you just burn the food, the feed that you're feeding the horse? Why don't you just burn it? <laughs> Well, I mean, the thing instead is, of turning it into a horse and so he converting it into manure. Good question. No, no, no. It's you're not, not looking, a good question. They're not looking at the big picture. Horses are going to poop. So are ho- so are cows. Yes. But so you can why, also eat the cow. So there's nothing wrong with finding something productive to do with that manure. I absolutely agree. That's agree. all they're doing. But they're but, but cows. Paying? But cows you can also eat. But also what's but the cost? People have Look, horses. I agree with what you're saying, Arya. But there's a cost, right? Right. I mean, unless they've actually got the horses standing above some sort of. You know, machine that collects the poo. You don't and have to do that. You just in... go in there with a tractor after, which is scoop it up. Right. But, I mean, there's a certain level of efficiency here, right? And so somebody's got to scoop it. Somebody's got to, you know, move it. But, but, it's got to get but, moved. But they're already doing that. They are already scooping mm-hmm. and moving the, the poop well, as we speak. Arya, then, it would it, absolutely I, have to be I, cost effective. I agree with Arya. I, they, I think they should use that manure. Because okay. you seem upset about it. Because it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. Which part's ridiculous? That the the fact that they're, they're the fact that they're defending horses, but they that don't do anything. But there are why hor- don't you just raise cows <laughs> and do what you're doing with the manure already? Because people ride horses. Some people eat horses. Now, Presumably, that, they that, make glue out of horses. No, 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 no. They don't there eat horses. Horse they, they feed horses. To, they feed horses to dogs. Okay, there are yeah. horse shows. There are all manner of Screw things horses. that people do with horses. <laughs> okay, here's another thing they're forgetting: manure is also very good for gardening. It's also very good mm-hmm. for crops. Okay, so use some of it for that, too. There's plenty of horses no, and plenty of poop. Use all of it.
You just listened to the new extended Free Talk Live Daily Digest. We felt this format was more appropriate for our podcast audience and decided to make it our official podcast. If you subscribe to the Daily Digest or full episode RSS feeds, please resubscribe to the main FTL podcast feed, which you can find at feeds.freetalklive.com. The other feeds rely on a third-party service, and though they'll have the same content, we can't be sure how long they'll stay online. If you still want the entire radio show, you can listen live every night from 7 to 10 Eastern at freetalklive.com. Full video archives are at video.freetalklive.com or tune into our 24-7 stream for the latest show at listen.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live's amps will continue to receive the full two-hour radio show with no recorded commercials via podcast through Patreon. So please join amps.freetalklive.com for just $5 a month. Thank you for listening to and sharing Free Talk Live.